What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Today, Sean and I, we jumped right in and we talked about some ongoings in the country uh, for a brief time. And then after that, we got right back to sports, talked about NFL. We went over the playoff slate every single game. We even did some gambling in there. After that, we talked about college football, much to my dismay, but we got through it. And then we talked NBA and a little bit about our lives and some pop culture. Um, so follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. And if you have anything to say, shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod. And welcome back to another edition of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We are here on Tuesday evening. Wednesday evening. Jesus Christ, this week's gotten away from me. And it's obviously been a tumultuous day in the United States. We'll make comments on that. But first of all, Tom, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. Um, holding up. Happy that I don't Good. live in D.C. today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, well, I guess we'll leave with that since it is national news. Um Trump supporters storming the Capitol. Uh, something like I've never seen in my lifetime. It's almost like when you spend four years promoting nothing but violence, divisiveness, anger, and then saying that you're not to a victory that's obviously not yours. Uh, funny how all your supporters with are going to go all out and take things up 10,000 notches. Crazy how that happens, right? Yeah, um, and I mean, just the fact I saw a tweet from him, it was in July maybe, of saying how people that deface public property or whatever in Portland, they should go to jail for 10 years, this, that, and the third, and then his people turn around and do it and he has nothing to say. Not only, not just in Portland, not to, you know, rank places, but they're doing it in the fucking capital of of the United States of America. I mean, dude, he... He started off his presidency with the Charlottesville issue, right? And saying how a lot of them were really proud people and they were defending and trying to preserve Civil War Confederacy statues. It hasn't stopped for four years. And the, the, the people I talked to who either had voted for him once or are, are texting me about how terrible is this that this happened? I'm sorry. I had no response for them. Like, I kind of lost it. I'm like, if you really didn't think that this was going to happen, if, you, if, if anybody is actually surprised by this, you're the dumbest kid in school. Obviously, this was going to happen. If he says he's not going to concede, like I just said before, then his supporters aren't going to concede either. And we are seeing literally a coup take place in our country. We are seeing the democracy in the republic that they claim they love so much be completely upended. It, it's it's staggering. It, it's unprecedented. It's wild. I can't wait for two weeks from now when Biden gets sworn in. I hope he's protected him and and Vice President Elect Harris. It, it's a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. And obviously, we'll talk about the ramifications in the sports world right after we comment on this. But it's a it's a seismic day. And anybody who thought 
both called it right. Like 2020 doesn't mean moving on from 2020 doesn't mean that 21 is immediately going to be great. And uh, it took six days, and here we are. Yeah, let's um, let's continue to wear our masks. I've seen some videos of people just pretending like 2020 didn't happen. COVID code followed us. I can confirm that. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as to to comment on this, uh, how many days left till till Biden takes over? When's the inauguration? Uh, I believe 14 now. Can't wait. I don't know how much is going to change, but at least he's not going to be in the office. I can say that, I guess. It's, I don't know how much it's going to change either, but this is just another reminder of there are two Americas and the one that we've seen for the last four years and the one that we're seeing towards the end of this four year, terrible, tyrannical run uh, is still alive and well. And, it's uh, it's very depressing. It's very upsetting. Uh, one person was shot. I believe it was a woman who was shot. Uh, um, obviously, hope she's okay. I don't know, you know, what the situation is, and um, everything was postponed. Everyone was evacuated. George Washington University's basketball game was postponed today, and we saw tonight the uh, the Celtics and Heat that were scheduled to play. Um, the Celtics took a little bit longer to get out on the court and the Heat and Celtics issued a joint statement showing that, hey, just because it's 2021 doesn't mean things have changed and there's a lot of work to do. We're playing tonight with heavy hearts. So it's obviously rocked the sports world. We saw this back in August during the bubble when the Milwaukee Bucks decided that they were going to protest and then obviously everybody else followed suit across all the sports. And honestly, man, I don't blame them. I don't know how you can continue to try to play knowing that it is such an imbalance doc rivers quick quote today mentioned how if they looked like us you know they would have the guns lined up which was true when the blm march took place early in 2020 and also this comes on the heels let's not forget of yesterday when brianna taylor's murderer because that's what he was he was fired but he was not charged so the the social injustices that we witnessed in 2020 obviously haven't changed in the early onset in 2021. I don't think anything's going to anything's going to change until we get some new people in office. Thankfully, um, they have been elected, and we can look forward to two weeks. That doesn't really change anything that happened today. It's terrible, and we just have to strive for for being better as a society. That's all I can really say. Yeah, and positive news coming out of Georgia yesterday too, and. Uh... Hopefully yes, that, yes, that that gains that gains continuous momentum. Shame so, on those people. They're idiots, and I think their hypocrisy um, just represents that so well. I mean, they were freaking out about the BLM protests, which I think were a little bit more peaceful than this. Oh, only um, a lot. Yeah, um, and then they go and they break into uh, the Capitol building, which I, I don't know if that's ever been done before. Um, at this scale, and I don't think we'll ever see it again. So, 2020, um, kind of feeling like 2020. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it certainly hasn't changed anything for us. And I want uh, my stimulus check, goddammit. I'm going to store Dude, I haven't gotten it either, so you haven't gotten yours? No, I check my bank account every day. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to hit the bread line or anything. You know, I won a couple bets over the past couple of days, so I'm always flowing in. But, I mean, I lost a couple, too. We're going to talk about the fucking national semifinal somewhere in this pod. But it would be nice, you know, I pay into this goddamn country to get some of that money back. Yeah, well, you know, you and I both. My uh, grandma got it. 
Good. Yeah, dude, I know a lot of people who've gotten it. And everybody's like, hey, enjoy your check money. I'm like, well, I can't enjoy it until I get it. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, well. Sons of bitches. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not in the poverty line, thank God. So, But for everybody who actually is really counting on this check, I really hope you get it. Yeah, And sure. get it ASAP. Um, anyway, man, let's go into ranting and raving about sports like we do so well. Start off with our picks. We, just real we need quick. to start off with our picks from twenty seven uh, from week seventeen. So go for it. I don't know what our record is. It's kind of a scrap year. Um, but this week I went one and three. The only thing that hit was my sperm bank pick of the week. Hey, Buffalo Bills by one and a half. They only played the starters a half, and they took a dump on the Miami Dolphins. Is Tua <laughs> good? I don't understand. Um, Bro. I- I feel like they weren't even using him, but as we alluded to on the pod, real fast, I gotta give you, I gotta give you props. Vegas had this game at one and a half because they didn't think their starters were even going to play, and you said I'm taking this game. So good job by you and Aaron Rodgers slinging that D around, getting you that pick. Thank you, thank you. And you did pick the Packers. You went two and two. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, probable MVP. Um, I picked Iron, and you also won the Giants play, which. Uh, was much to your demise as Philly um, had some debauchery in the game, and that gave Washington the NFC least, as most people like to call it. So I was happy about you not getting your divisional win and the Cowboys as well. Um, I mean, that was a win-win for you, wasn't it? There's a lot to unpack here. Aaron Rodgers probably going to win MVP. I picked him to win MVP, but I still think it's Mahomes. He mm-hmm. should be. Um, as, as much as I want Rodgers to win so I can be right, um, I think Mahomes is more deserving of it. Rodgers was a lot of garbage time uh, um, touchdowns. But, hey, he's got the numbers. Speaking of big numbers, Brady had a great year. Yeah, he did. Uh, and it helped playing the teams that he did down the stretch, right? I mean, he that Saturday Him game... and Rodgers had the same kind of year where they were just pushing for numbers. I mean, Brady was throwing a bunch of uh, a bunch of outs and slants to get a couple extra yards in there. But, I mean, he almost doubled his yardage from last year, and I think he more than doubled his touchdowns. Didn't he get A-B some, like, incentives? Yep. Like, didn't... Yeah. Yeah, just that, throwing that a couple crazy. slants. He had to get a certain amount of receptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I respect that. A lot of quarterbacks you saw doing that towards the end of the – towards week 17. Dude, they're going to play every game on the road. Why not just, you know, have good momentum going in? You, yep. you kill the Lions and then you, you kill the Falcons. Just Why not? Your momentum's carrying you into D.C. now. All right, let's jump into our teams and, and then we'll do the teams that are actually in the playoffs because neither of our teams are in the playoffs. Um why don't we lead it off? Because there's not much to say about the Jets. We knew what they're, we know where they're picking. Um, they fired Gase. Not much else to say. Giants. Um, they end the season on a W. Danny Dimes looked great, and then Philly goes out and, and does what they did. I'll talk about the Giants in a minute, and I think we can both talk about the Giants in a minute. Before I go into my rant, which has obviously been keyed up since Sunday night. What did you think about this whole game? Because you're watching as a bystander, right? Like, you don't have a, a horse in the race. You don't really care. It, it, your team's not impacted by this at all. You're just watching it. So take me through everything that you went through and what you've been thinking in the last few days as it's gone by before I go into my stance. Um, to be honest, Sean, I, I think the only reason why 
you are saying it's a disgrace is because it affected your team. Um, I respected the move. It was quite obvious when he brings in the backup quarterback and they had a chance to win the game. Um, I mean, saying that you, you're you going to make up any excuse. You want to see what you, who your backup quarterback is going to be next year? Yeah, okay, you wanted the sixth pick instead of the tenth. And I believe they either got the fifth or sixth pick. Mission accomplished there. If Peterson is that confident, which I think they're holding on to him in his job to the point where he doesn't have to win every single game or at least attempt to, that he goes out and plays, listen, they went and got themselves the sixth pick, which – in my book, they could still fuck it up. They could fuck up the first pick. They could fuck up the sixth pick. They could fuck up the tenth pick. But hey, you got to have the better pick to make the better pick. So that's how I feel about that. Okay. I was interested to get your take. And if I'm it gonna... was against my Jets, I listen, I would be heartbroken too. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at it from a thousand feet up, and Philly had really nothing to play for because they weren't making the playoffs regardless. Aside from pride, I mean, as long as Peterson's got his job, he doesn't care about pride. No, you're, you're very true. And and I don't know if long-term this is going to impact his ability to get free agents, if the culture is so fractured where players don't want to be there. I don't know any good of point. that, obviously. And nobody does yet. Um, I'm going to preface my statement twofold. One, I'm going to say, of course – my team was influenced by the decision that that Peterson made. Of course, I'm going to be a little upset. And when I was watching it in the moment, I'm like, what in the fuck? You've got to be kidding me. But I'm also going to preface it with, I like to pride myself on objectivity. And so let me go into this. The Giants went 6-10. and The only reason, as we've talked about, that they were even in discussion for the postseason was because of the NFC least, as you said before, and everyone else has said during 2020. It was a shit division. Every team sucked. No team deserves a home playoff game. No team deserves a playoff game. The Giants should have beaten Dallas in Week 5. They should have beaten Philly in Week 7. They could have beaten Tampa in Week 9. They played enough games where they could have or should have won a couple of games and even one more would have made the difference so they don't have a kick coming six and ten that's not a very good year the team they lost to went seven and nine and the team they lost out the division to washington lost to the giants twice so there's that Okay, the Giants play a really tough game against Dallas. I'm not going to say either team played great, but both teams played really hard. I don't know what the fuck McCarthy was thinking, not challenging that catch by Pettis. Oh, well, I, that was that's a Will Smith. He was probably having a conniption during that moment. I was like, let's just fucking kick this field goal. I can't believe they're not challenging. Anyway, Gallman gave me a heart attack fumbling. He fell back on the ball by a miracle. Some... The Giants win. I have no idea how, dude. And Doing a they full win split. the game. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was like, like right between his ass cheeks. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck took but hey, there's been so many breaks the Giants haven't gotten, it was nice to get one. Obviously you can't be too euphoric as a fan, you know there's a nightcap. So let's bring it to the nightcap. I have zero problem with Washington winning the game. Again, I know part of the Giants deal is needing another team to lose. And if it was played the way I was expecting it to be played based off the first two and a half quarters, 
Okay, Philly sucks. They have four wins. They're not good. Like, Washington can easily win this game. The manner in which it was done exclude the Giants from the entire thing. This game got flexed to Sunday night. I don't know why, but it got flexed to Sunday night. The entire national audience is watching this goddamn game after, by the way, a great day of football. And for it to come out that way in a 17-14 game, to just put in Nate Sudfeld, who is a former sixth-round pick of the Washington football team who meandered his way through the league and found his way to the Eagles, after Jalen Hurts put together two impressive touchdown drives and honestly set them out for a game-tying field goal, which Peterson elected not to take, and go for it on fourth and four from, like, the eight, whatever, <laughs> the game didn't seem like it was legitimate. And... I have zero problem from the Giants' standpoint not making the playoffs. They're not good. Six and ten. Any other division, they're not making the playoffs. They're not even sniffing the playoffs. Fine. They probably would have got rocked by Tampa anyway. But to force Eagle players to sit through that, play that game, to all, all of a sudden have it the, the complete wire pulled out from underneath them, have Washington, who I think even as bad as they were, the division, they, they're division champs, right? No one's giving them credit because of how poorly the Eagles executed that tank job. And the Giants didn't get an opportunity to play Tampa. And I don't know. I feel like the NFL got hosed. I feel like fans got hosed. I feel like players and teams got hosed. And I feel bad for Nate Sudfeld. The guy got put into a situation and everybody's like talking about this game because nobody thought he had a shot. And it was obviously true that he never had a shot to do anything. I thought it was handled absolutely poorly. Am I wrong on any of this? And I just talked for a while, so you go ahead. I mean, here's my thing, bro. Um, the only people I really feel bad for are the New York Giants fans, the Eagles fans, the, the fans, period. The players get paid every week to go out there and try their best. They did. They lost. The coach gets paid to coach. I'm sure this didn't come from Peterson, knowing what I know about every NFL head coach. They go out to win every single game. This probably came from the front office, so he did what he was told. Probably saved himself his job in doing such. So, listen, it may affect attracting free agents, not if they think that they can win a Super Bowl with the team or go to the playoffs. So I do feel for the fans. Don't feel bad for the players. Don't feel bad for pretty much anybody but the fans. Honestly, and I respect the move by the Eagles, but I mean, we have seen this tanking by another team in Philly, and it hasn't really resulted in a championship for them either. Sam Hankey openly tanked. Basketball and football are such different Absolutely sports, Absolutely different, but I mean, tanking in, in most sports, it doesn't go as well as planned. I mean, this I would call a micro tank because they're not doing it over multiple years, or at least I don't think so. This was just... One game, I'm sure if they, they had beaten Dallas the week before and they were they were poised to make the playoffs, you would have seen Hurts for all four quarters. But we'll have to see. But again, I don't feel bad for anybody but the fans who don't have any control. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. How would you have felt or how would this game have been looked at if it was a 1 o'clock kickoff and not in primetime? I don't think it would have gotten as much attention, obviously, because it wasn't in prime time. But people definitely would have been talking about it almost damn near the same. I mean, Peterson and the Eagles made it so goddamn obvious that I don't think you can't talk about it. 
Would you have felt any differently if they just decided going into the game, like maybe we find out? So the game starts around what eight twenty Eastern time. If Let's they had started I'm... Sudfeld, there you go, off yep. the rip. I think I, I don't know because it would obviously unless they made up some bullshit. Uh, Jalen Hurts, maybe you know the the cab driver driving him to the game gave you know will pretend he had COVID or something like that. Unless they had come up with some fugazi injury. Um, it would have been just as obvious, but I think it wouldn't have been as much of a as a shit show. Because him not kicking the field goal looks pretty bad, um, and then throwing Sudfeld in, basically just saying like, "Yeah, give us your best. We know you're still going to lose." There's so many hypotheticals that go into this, right? Because I'm watching the game in real time, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going for it on fourth and four. Doesn't make a lot of sense. You kick the field goal to tie game. And after being down early, you, you take the lead, then you give up the lead, now you tie it. This is a legitimate football game. There's players on this team who have won a Super Bowl. There's pride involved. And I'm wondering, again, this is just a stupid hypothetical question, but it crept into my mind, and i got to obviously ask you, if Hurts connects on that touchdown pass in the flat when the guy was wide open in the back of the end zone, do you have to still play him, or do you say, hey, great job, buddy. We have a lead. We're going to bring Sudfeld in to protect this lead. Is uh, the game changed any any bit there, in your um, opinion? I don't think. I, I think this was this was poorly planned, but planned. Okay. Listen, if it were me, I would have said I'm going with Sudfeld from the jump. Me too. And maybe I would have got word out to NBC and, and yeah, NBC is Sunday Night Football that I'm starting Sudfeld. I probably would have announced it the Monday before, this, you know, a week before. I really... As a courtesy. Yeah, man. That was, again, my thing. Obviously, like, I can't lie to anybody or you and say that I, I don't look at it a, a little bit from the angle of being a Giants fan. Of course I do. But even as a football fan, if I'm watching that game and the Giants are 2-14, and 14, I'm still like, what the fuck is this? This is not how this is supposed to be done. This is a mockery of this game. And I don't know, did you stay up and listen to the whole game and watch the whole game? Because Michaels and Collinsworth were doing the best they could. And I felt like at the two-minute warning, they're like, okay, we're going to tee off as much yeah. as we're allowed to. Yeah, I think they were held back a little bit at the beginning, um, just as a little head nod to the NFL. Um, but you know what? I, you also, I'm going to look at it from the perspective of, me, I'm going to put myself, let's say that was the Jets. Let's say that was the Giants. I, I'd take the number six pick over the number 10 pick any day of the week, and I honestly yeah. wouldn't be too upset about it. I know. I know, and this is where you and I differ a little bit. I'm kind of in that mode of, and I think part of it is because I've seen it matter before in my fandom, albeit 20, maybe 20 years uh, 21 years tops as a 29-year-old. But, I mean, I've seen it matter for Eli. I've seen it matter for young teams. And I, I think winning matters. I'm glad the Giants won that game. I'm glad they didn't lay down and die. I'm glad they didn't collapse or have coaching, you know, malfunctions or Jones throwing three picks or fumbling twice and I mean, being that kind of deal, you know? I, I agree with you in the perspective that, you're glad the Giants won that particular game because if your playoff hopes are still alive, I think you play your ass off. But if the Giants were in the Eagles position, no. Right. I, I, I go back to last year 
Do you want Chase Young on your team, or do you want that okay offensive lineman that's not named Chase Young? Yeah, I know. I know. And, and it's a dilemma. And as I've told you, I, I've certainly kind of Because that's a, that's a generational a player. That's going to change your franchise as long as you can hold on to him for the next 10 years. Right. Washington is going to be a much sense. better team just based off that. No, you're, you're totally right. And obviously, Thomas, he had a really good second half, and he's played well. He wasn't even supposed to be a starting left tackle this year. But it, in just obviously, all you can go off of is the one year as both rookies, right? Would you rather have Chase Young or Andrew Thomas? I don't think it's close. Um, I'm happy the Giants won. I'll go into my Giants point real fast, see if you agree with me. They're retaining Gettleman. I think it's the right move. He gets a lot of shit. You know me, you and I have had extensive conversations both on and off the pod about how they approached the 2018 offseason. I think some of his worst moves were bringing in Pat Shermer, bringing in Nate Solder, uh, drafting Saquon, and giving Odell the contract. Those were all moves done, I believe, via the mandate of ownership saying we need to win one for Eli because of the dub the debacle of 17 every move he has made since then i feel like has set the giants up the leonard williams trade with your jets everybody crushed it at the time he's had one and a half tremendous years he won nfc player defensive player of the week again in week 17 he's up for a payday um dexter lawrence has been great they brought in blake martinez who had 152 tackles they brought in james bradbury who's a pro bowler you know, he's had he's put together a nice roster here where you look at the team. He brought in Joe Judge. Everybody who loves Joe Judge can't shit on Gettleman. Gettleman was the guy who decided to bring him in. You I think know, it's absolutely I, the right move to hold on it's to It's the him. right move, right? What he's done, I mean, listen, I, I think you're completely right. I think every move that he made in 2018 was to appease the people that just hired him. But I think he's he's put more of his fingerprints on this 2019-2020 team. And, did, you know, the, the jury's still out on Danny Dimes. We're going to have to see. Sure he it looked, is. He looked great, you know, last week. Uh, there, was, there was a couple of great plays he made, a couple of questionable plays. But I, I think that he can lead a team as long as you build it around him. And he has seemed to have done that, gentlemen. I agree with you. Uh, and I don't know if – if, Danny Dimes is the right guy, but I certainly trust, I feel better about him now, now that year three is going to be the huge step. Right now, Judge seems to be the coach. They don't have a lot of space in cap, cap-wise. I think they got to re-sign Leonard Williams. They did re-sign Logan Ryan. They did re-sign Graham Gano, their kicker. Um, so they have work to do. You You're have to take re-sign Leonard Williams. I think they have to. I know they have to. Dalvin Tomlinson, who's another one of those monster top threes in addition to Williams and Lawrence, he is up for a possible franchise tag. Maybe you do that. They don't have a lot of cap space, but there's maneuverability there. Um, Let's shift over to your Jets. I know you said there's not a lot to talk about the Jets, but before we move on, I do think there are a couple things to hit on. We know Gase was gone. Good thing he's gone. It sounds like Douglas is going to be in charge of making the hire, which is finally what you want to see, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was looking back at the Jets' timeline because you asked me that question last time. Do you want Douglas making the decision? From what I remember, Gase was hired pre-Douglas. Um, yes. So I'm happy that he's doing the coaching search. Today on the Jets' Instagram, they posted something very Jets-like, which was, we have interviewed Eric Bieniemy. Like, thanks. Let me know when you fucking hire somebody. 
I don't care who you're interviewing. <laughs> of course, every single candidate is going to show up to an interview for to, for one of 32 teams to be the head coach. Put out a post when you hire somebody, okay? That's that's my first thing. I mean, this team is a fucking joke, even down to the intern running their social media. Um, I, I Darnold threw two really bad picks on Sunday, like bad. Um, and and for me, I mean, watching Justin Fields play, like I said earlier, he lost me a decent chunk of change. But it was a lot of fun to watch him play. I'm still not sold. I'm not saying that I'm not sold that he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I'm just saying I'm not sold that that's the pick. Okay, so that's very fair. I'm going to present this question to you based off of listening to Joe Douglas on the Michael K. Show yesterday. And Michael K. Show on ESPN New York, he, he mentioned and asked Joe Douglas point blank, like, you owe him $25 million, Sam Darnold, that is, next year, and then have to make the decision on a long-term extension. You have $80-plus million in cap space. There's a lot of holes on your team. Do you want to commit that $25 million to Darnold, knowing that if you're doing that, you're probably looking at him as your long-term guy going forward? Or do you use this number two pick and say, hopefully we're not here again? It's a great question um, because, I mean, you, you could spend all that cap space in the right place but then still be out of quarterback next year or have to commit to him if he's not your guy. And then you got to lock him up long term. And the draft pick for this year as well as all the free agents you sign don't really matter. So I think that's the number one decision that you have to make is Sam Darnold your guy. And to, to answer the next question you're going to ask, which I assume you're going to ask, is I don't fucking know if he's the guy. I know. I was going to ask it, and I also don't know. And as a Giant fan with Jones, who is just a year behind Darnold, I also don't know. I don't feel any more confident or sure of Jones heading into 2021 as I felt about him heading into 2020. And I know we touched upon this in the last pod. This is three straight years of, of Darnold playing really well in meaningless games down the stretch. Do you feel any more comfortable or confident or assured of him being the guy in 2021 and going forward as you were in heading into 2019, heading into 2020? No. No. And the second pick, trust me, it doesn't help. I mean, Fields looked great. He, he outplayed Lawrence by, by a mile. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, you said it on this pod maybe a little bit over a week ago, um, the fact that the thing I got to hope for is that Field outplays Lawrence, which he did, and then lights it up against Alabama, which I could abs- – I mean, that's a tough defense, but it's not as good as it always has been. Their offense is a lot better. And I could totally see him doing that even in a loss. I wouldn't be surprised if Fields even banged up. And by the way, his toughness I thought was the most impressive part about his his performance against Clemson. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he lit up Bama. I don't know if they win or lose, but, you know, it's college football. Nobody cares. If he plays great and shows out, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, man. We got three and a half months, closer to four months before the draft. So it'll be fascinating there. Um, to answer to answer your question and put some finality to it, or, or actually yeah, the please. opposite of finality, I don't know. I'm not going to give <laughs> you an answer. Nobody <laughs> I does. really don't. I don't even think Douglas knows, to be quite honest with you. Fortunately, you're not the one making the decision, right? For once, when I always think I could be a better GM than whoever is in the position of the Jets, I don't envy it right now because I don't know if I'd make the right one. It's hard, man. It's real hard. Let's go into the playoffs now, uh, That knowing that both of our teams are once again 
we've done this pod for we're going on into our fourth year and I think we got one playoff appearance. I don't think any of our teams. The have Giants made the, made the playoffs in twenty eighteen. Oh God, no, no, no. no when was the lot, when was that boat? When was the boat thing? Oh, dude, that was the twenty sixteen early into seventeen season. Yeah, okay. no, we were not. Yeah, we weren't doing anything. Both of our teams have been at the basement. Um, never mind. We've, we've a, never seen the playoffs. No, not as football fans. We've got an awesome wild card weekend for the first time. We got three games each on the two days. I think it's dope. Yes. So. Let's go in order. We'll start with the Saturday games. I want to get your take on each one. Let's start with Colts, Bills. Colts are the seven seed. Bills are the two. Um, this is going to be a really fun game. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of other people think, albeit the Bills are playing the best football, arguably, not only in the AFC, but in the entire NFL. How do you see this game going? Um, I'm actually, we said we weren't going to talk about the odds, but I have to, man. I have to. Sure. So, no, fine. so we're, we're not making picks. Our picks are done. We no, can just talk about this done. objectively. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look up the, uh, the playoff spreads, but obviously I think the Bills are going to win this game in Buffalo. And I think they're trying to get fans there. Yeah. I think Cuomo said there's going to be like 4,000, maybe 8,000, somewhere in that range. That'll be interesting. That'll actually absolutely be interesting. Um, they're the two seed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now, I'm giving you this based off William Hill, which is a big sports book. The Bills are favored by six and a half. How do you feel about that? I think that's fair. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's fair. I think they're actually going to cover that spread as well. I don't know how you don't feel that way based off of how they've been playing down the stretch they they annihilated the dolphins and i know that they didn't necessarily have to and they called off the dogs but that was only because they were winning by so much it was a bloodbath great call by you for your sperm bank Thank you. it, it was it was effortless for them and this is not new they've been killing teams yeah they they absolutely have um and the other thing is phil rivers on the road that that's worrisome if you're He's worrisome team. all the time. Especially <laughs> on the road. <laughs> but hey, I they could ugly up this game. They've got a great defense. They've got a really good run defense. Um, and that'll that'll stifle Allen a little bit. He'll have to throw a little bit more, take out, take away something. And, and they have a good run game as well. Hey, Taylor rushed for, I think, 270-something yards, dude, in Week 17. He's been great. He's making the – him and Jefferson are making the offensive rookie of the year contests a little bit more interesting um i have to say i still think that um herbert wins it but i mean taylor's the only one to make the playoffs i know and he's been awesome i mean the the things that frenchy talked about on his french five uh about the things he had to clean up i mean we saw early in the season fumbles were a problem but he's cleaned that up real well he's gotten better in the uh run block or the pass blocking game and he's also caught the ball out of the backfield a little bit better than he, yeah. than he was coming out of college. So all those things have led to him having He's taken his- over that. I mean, throughout the first probably 12 games, it was a it was a three-headed monster between him, Hines, and the other uh, Wilkes, I believe the other running back's name is, and then he just took that job on his own. Yeah, and, and it was not a surprise based off of his production at Wisconsin. He just had to clean a few things up, and he did. All right, so we're in agreement there. The Bills should win this game easily. Let's move on to the second Saturday game. This is an NFC tilt. 
And it's an NFC West third rounder. Rams at Seahawks. The Rams are starting to back up, I believe. I don't think that um, I don't think that Goff's thumb is ready to go. How do you see this game going? This game, the spread is three and a half. The Seahawks are favored by. I am going to take the Seahawks. We're not picking spreads, but with that being said, I am going to take the Seahawks with the spread. I trust Russell Wilson. I do too. And the Rams aren't good now. Who's their quarterback now? Walford or Walford? He's I out mean, of Wake Forest, I believe. Aside from the pick six he threw he, on the first play of the game, he looked pretty good. And how much better is Jared Goff is my only question. I mean, this I mean, team is built off of its defense. So it, it should be interesting an interesting game. Goff is one of those pains in the asses having to deal with, and I know he's going to be the next in the Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. I know he's going to be the next in my line of the Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers kinds of deals. He's making a lot of money, man. uh, He is, dude. I mean, he's being paid like one of the best. I just can't get a fucking feel for him because he's as capable of putting up 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, as he is of putting up 200 yards, three interceptions, and and one touchdown. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but if he's compromised with a thumb injury, I think it is his throwing hand, that's no good. So you're going to probably have to go the backup route and hope that your running game and your defense wins you this game. But I like Russell Wilson. This game's in Seattle. Their defense has been better in the second half. I know they haven't played many good quarterbacks, but I got to take them in this game, right? Yeah, man, definitely. Just based off the quarterback matchup, I will go with Russell Wilson. Um, moving on to the next game, we have the Bucks at the Redskins. The no, NFL we don't. At the football team. Uh, come you. on, give me give me a fucking break. I've been calling them hey, the San half, Diego I'm, Chargers. I've told no, no, no. I've told you this before in our pods. I'm okay with relocation issues. We're not saying slurs on this podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, it's crazy to believe that last year, just in 20, <laughs> 2019, that that was their name, and now it's a slur. I know. Hey, but, hey it is, and I'm sorry. Can, of all the names you can get wrong, let this one be the one you don't get wrong. Washington football team, they get a home playoff game, and this is on Saturday night. I mean, I guess it's because Tom Brady is um, is on the other side of this game. 8-15, they are home dogs. The Washington football team is. It's nice to see Alex Smith get a um, get another playoff game out of him. Bucks are favored by eight. Give me the Bucks. I think they're not only going to cover; they're obviously going to win the game if they cover too. I don't think it's that close. I think Tampa wins easily. I understand the speculation of hey, Brady doesn't deal well with a pass rush. Washington has a great pass rush. He doesn't deal well with pressure. Obviously, Washington brings the pressure. Alex Smith, if he's given time, can dissect you. That's a good Tampa defense, though. That Tampa defense is good, man. I'm with you, and I was just going to say, they're going to get to Smith. And we saw even on Sunday night when Smith was rushed and he was pressured and he had to put, you know, actual pressure on that calf that clearly isn't well. He was a different guy throwing lame duck interceptions and I think that your old boy Todd Bowles is going to dial up blitz after blitz after blitz. Bowles might be a head coach after this season as well. I think he deserves it. I mean, hey, you're not going to look back on him and the litany of Jets coaches. I mean, he's a fucking Bill Parcells compared to Adam Gase. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think that Tampa wins this easily. Brady in prime time. I know why NBC wants this game, and it makes sense to me. Yeah, the eight, the eight seems fair. All right, moving on to the next game. The first Sunday game at one o'clock. The number five Ravens travel to Tennessee to face the Titans. Titans are home dogs. Uh, Baltimore Ravens by three and a half. Um, I believe I did not gamble on this game because I'm not that confident, but I have the Titans covering that spread and also winning the game outright. I think that Baltimore doesn't play well against good teams. They already lost this team once this year. And I just think that between, I, I think, again, Titans, if they go up a few points, Derrick Henry, 2,000 yards again this season, he's going to run it down their throat. Tennessee's had their number. And by the way, Tennessee year. gave me – I, I think I picked them to roll last week. I don't remember if I picked them in our picks, but I did gamble on them a lot. Luckily, I had them on a teaser as well as a money line. They barely won with a nice deep pass in the last second to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, but, damn, they almost gave me a heart attack again. Yeah, I think you did pick that game. Yeah, I think you went AFC South there. Um, hey, Tennessee's had Baltimore's number. I did playoffs. Them, fuckers. Yeah, there you go. Good job by you. Playoffs last year. They lost. They didn't cover. season this year. And Tennessee has had the ability to get off to leads early where Baltimore does struggle. They don't play well when they're behind. And Lamar's a different quarterback. They're going to have to look for that same recipe. I think the third time is the charm for Baltimore. I, I, I think they've played better as well as the Bills and better than any team other than the Bills heading down the stretch here. And I think they finally conquer this demon and they win this game. I, I understand the home dog. I want to pick Tennessee. Wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won, obviously, because they've beaten them twice in a row. But I think this is Lamar and Baltimore's time. I hear you on that. My only thing is that, like you said, they don't. Lamar is a different quarterback when he plays not only from behind but against a team above 500. And look at who Baltimore. Tennessee's defense has been really bad, though, man. They we have. Gotta remember that. They have, but I just think they're not going to be able to keep up with Tennessee's offense. And look at who Lamar's beaten over the past couple weeks. It's been poo poo teams. True, but they've dominated, including and the Giants I, in there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, week 16 was a bloodbath. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. Number seven Bears at number two Saints. Ooh, this spread went up. It is a 440 game on Sunday. The Saints are favored by 10. I think the Saints win, but they don't cover. Ooh. Yeah. Explain. Well, I think the Bears obviously have a really good defense. I think Khalil Mack's going to be in the face of Drew Brees all day. I think you're going to see a lot more Taysom Hill than you would expect in this game, just basically to get some offense jump started. I don't know if Mike Thomas is coming back this week or next week off that IR spot. Um, And... Listen, I, I think that it's it's a mucky game. That's all. That's the reason why. I mean, I have no confidence in Mitchell Trubisky, which is why I'm picking the Saints to win the game. But Drew Brees has looked bad. Drew Brees hasn't looked good. He's recovering from those 11 broken ribs. Broken ribs. Yeah, that's not good. And I, I, I do think the Taysom Hill factor is a big deal because unlike the previous few years when they lost to the Rams in the NFC title game and then lost to Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings last year at home, I, I think Taysom Hill's more equipped because he got a lot of starting reps this year. 
I am so underwhelmed by the Bears. I'm more underwhelmed by the Bears than I am in love with the Saints. You know me. I've been shitting on the Saints for the last few years. I don't think they're nearly as good as the record indicates. But I don't like the Bears. I don't like the Bears. I don't like Trubisky. I don't like Nagy. And I think this might be more of a defensive win for New Orleans than it is I agree having a good game. I think so it's going to be a mucked up game, though. Do you think they cover that spread? Yeah, I do. Yeah, wow. I do. Okay. Maybe a pick six in there. Yeah, I just don't think that I, I don't think the Bears can can generate any offense, and and this is going to be one of those games where maybe neither team plays all that well, but the Saints win by fourteen. There you go. Okay. All right. Final game. We have made it to the final game in the first week of the playoffs. Sunday at eight fifteen, prime time game. The number six seed Browns head to Pittsburgh to play the number three seed Steelers who have not looked great of late. Um, I know Mason Rudolph played last week, and he almost beat the Browns. But the Browns are in the playoffs, Sean, and they are six-point dogs. How do you feel? Respect to them. It's been 19 years. Since 2002. Yeah, I know. And on top of that, they should be dogs. Stefanski has covid He's not coaching from the sidelines. Oof. I don't know what to make of this game. Um, this is another round three in round one where we saw an NFC West clash for the third time, and we're going to see a AFC North clash for the third time this year. Give me the Steelers. Again, I'm going to use and apply the same principles from my New Orleans-Chicago game to this one. This might be more really bad Browns than really good Steelers. How do you feel? I think the Steelers cover this spread. Um, you hate Baker, and you also hate um, – who is the other I quarterback? Do. Oh, Trubisky. Oh, God, I really do. Yeah, you yeah. love Although Kirk I Cousins. Have, I will tell you – no, I do, do not. That was a, many <laughs> loved, years removed. Loved. That, <laughs> yeah, was loved. Lost. that was lost. I, I will tell you this. Baker has earned my respect this year. He's played really well. And if you get a franchise like that to the playoffs and play that well, I, I really can't shit on you. Again, I just think Pittsburgh's the better team. I'm not saying Pittsburgh's so great, but I think they win. I, I think they cover the spread and win this game. Absolutely, man. So we both have we both have Pittsburgh winning at home um, and also covering the spread of six points. The Packers, as well as the Chiefs, will be awaiting their matchups. Uh, I don't know who they're going to play because. Obviously, it depends on who wins and who loses. Uh, let's move on to some college football, my friend. Before we do that, I want to ask you: How are you going to? Are you going to just full out, just go all out watching these three games each day? We have not had this before. Having three games on both days, you you got the snacks lined up? Are you ordering Instacart? What are you doing here? Not Instacart. I'll probably order. Um... I'll probably get something made for me. I'm not really in the mood to cook, so I'll probably nice. get something from Grubhub or Uber Eats. My bets are already in. I might have a few last-minute ones, but in case anybody's wondering, uh, I have – I think I have one bet in. Um, yeah, I just have a teaser in, seven-point teaser. Uh, brings New Orleans down to two-and-a-half, brings Tampa Bay down to one, and brings Buffalo down to plus a half point. So basically a peck them there. Um that's the only bet. I have a hefty amount on that bet, but that's the only bet I have going right now. I may, I may at the last minute bet on um, bet on Tennessee money line. Nice, just to get a little yeah, plus you... money action with a home team. 
and honestly, I think the better team. Yeah, if they're home dogs too, you could get some value on that, man, man. Yeah, you absolutely. Really can. Yeah. All right, very cool. So, college football. Alabama handled Notre Dame the way we expected, 31-14. It wasn't that close. I'm sick and fucking tired of Notre Dame being in the college football playoff. I really can't stand it, and I know you're not a huge college football fan. Does this even bother Please, I you? I hold my own. I hold my own. You know I'm that. not saying you don't you know, know, I know the knowledge. Game. I'm saying you don't like it. Don't you understand that this is a bullshit thing that Notre Dame continues to get in? They can't beat any of these teams. Obviously, I understand, Sean. No need to talk down to me. If there's, a, I'm getting up there in the college football expertise. Let's just right, say, when, I, when right. I'm teaching you things about college football, I mean, come on now. With that being said, I, here's my thing. Who do you think should have been in that four spot as opposed to Notre Dame? A&M. Texas A&M? Yeah, no question. What do you think the score would have been? Oh, I think it would have been a game. I think it would have been a. Uh, I think it, oh, Alabama. I watched that entire Texas A and M North Carolina game because I had the North those Carolina teams under. Don't care when they're not in the. I had the North Carolina playoff, under, bro. which covered, and North Carolina was missing both of its starting running backs, and they almost lost. Uh, Texas A and M almost lost. I don't think any of. By those the way, teams Texas A and M number six, I believe, on the team, defensive end. Watch out for him. He is going to be a top three-round pick. Respect. I don't think any of these teams care if they're not in the college football playoff. Especially if they felt like they deserve to be. Jimbo seemed like he was coaching his ass off. I'm sure he was. And I'm sure the players were like, eh. I mean, I've seen Alabama when they don't don't make the college football playoff or the BCS. They get run over by Oklahoma and Trevor Knight. Um... Not that I'm bitter or anything. Um, OSU, this was the surprise. Not only one, kick the shit out of Clemson. I'm going to say this before you go into it. I'm not a Dabo guy, and I know he's an Alabama guy, and we've speculated about maybe him being the next Alabama coach. Fuck him. He has been so bad with every optic he's had and every chance he's had to talk. And to vote OSU 11th, simply because they only played six games, and then getting just run the fuck over at <laughs> Justin Fields outplaying Trevor Lawrence, it was a beautiful sight to see. I, I, and I don't like the Big Ten. I don't like OSU. I hate them. But goddamn, did fans. I respect them. I know, but goddamn, did I respect I felt like the Anchorman thing. Goddamn, do I hate you, but goddamn, do I respect you. Yeah, I mean... I'm not a big Dabo guy either, unless he wants to come to the Jets and figures out a way to get Trevor Lawrence there. Sure. I have nothing good to say about this game. Um, Fields obviously played great. I think that's really going to help his draft stock out. I mean, he was already probably the number two guy, but they were debating on that. Um, Listen, they lost me a a decent amount of money in a bet that I had, so fuck them. There you go. Devontae Smith won Heisman yesterday. We knew it was going to be a Bama guy. Oh, they actually did the Heisman? I didn't even know. Dude. I don't even know if I got the Bleacher Report alert. (laughs) I got it, obviously, because I have Bama on mine. But I was like, oh, right, they're doing a virtual Heisman. How cool. On a freaking Tuesday night. But um, anyway, he won the Heisman. Good for him. Good for Alabama. We're probably not going to talk before this about college football. There has been rumors that this game may not be played on time because, again, now I'm going to turn back around. Fuck Ohio State for having all these COVID issues. 
Mm. Clean your shit up. Alabama's played 12 games. They haven't had any problems. Play your fucking games and oh, be please. better. They haven't had any problems. That's just because fucking, you know, well, Saban's Saban, finagling. Not to mention no, Saban. Actually, actually, real fast, Saban has had it twice and hasn't coached, but the team still played. So. Saban has had it twice, but miraculously, at least one of the two times, it, he got 50 different types of tests and, and <laughs> got one to come back negative. Well, and when you're the highest state, when you're the highest paid state employee, uh, employee it helps. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, I, I, I mean, listen, we'll see when it's played. Um, it was supposed to be for next Monday, the 11th, I believe. Um, yeah. I'm not going to bet on whether or not it gets played because Ohio State just seems to fuck me every time I bet on them in, in any way. So, But I don't think it's going to get played on time. Let's assume that it is for shits and giggles. Alabama's going to win. What's the score? The score... Bama is a minus eight, by the way. So they're an eight-point favorite. Fields is playing really well. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to say 41 to 28. I like where your head's at. Alabama, I'm saying 40. Yeah, I'm saying 45-35, Alabama. Okay. I'm just listening. I'm hoping that Ohio State score is higher than what I predicted because that means Fields played his ass off. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's I'm done with college football for the year. Thank you, guys. There you go. Well, until the NFL draft when Frenchie comes on. Well, that I, matters I will, to me. Right. I will tell you this. I think Fields is going to have a day against the Alabama defense, which is not very good. But I think Mac Jones and this offense is clicking on all cylinders. Waddle may play. So if that happens, Bama will score at will, too. And it might be one of those kind of deals, like, who has the ball last. But I think both offenses are going to be clicking. And I think Bama wins by 10. But, again, then we don't have to talk about college football in the weirdest year ever. Um, Let's transition to NBA. I want you to talk to me about Steph 62. The NBA went nuts for it. I went nuts for it. I know you probably did, too. It was awesome. What did you think about this performance? Shutting up the haters. Shutting up the haters, and that's all I really have to say. Um, I mean, listen, I think the only way that he is going to um, going to make the, that team's going to make the playoffs is if he puts up 35 a game. That's the only yeah. sad part. I no, mean, I agree with you. What, what else is there to say? This team is not very good, but it was great to see them. It was great to see them. Um, to see them get that win because it was close. Lillard was doing what he could. It was a good game. Like Lillard was, was match. I'm not going to say matching him shot for shot, but Lillard had a night too. I think this was just a celebration of Steph who we know how the NBA is. And we know how just today's world is where it's like, what have you done for me yesterday? And when a guy like Steph has hardly played for the last year and a half, uh, and he and he comes out and does something like that in a game against another good Western Conference team. I've always loved Steph. I know you've always loved Steph. He has his critics. I don't understand why people hate him. I've never understood why you can hate somebody who has been as selfless and as great and dominant as him, who has changed the game for the better. It, it was a it was a really cool thing to see. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool, uh, cool Clay Thompson story as well. Oh you yeah, saw yeah, that yeah. On Instagram with his uh, with his meme or his post, yeah. 
Yes, uh, he did the Billy Madison thing, so that was that was interesting. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mets are four and four. Knicks are have a better record. They're playing the Jazz tonight. How do you feel? I mean, obviously, KD missing a couple games due to being in close contact with a family relative who had who had COVID. Uh, that kind of sucks. Um, but they switched around their lineup last night, and they seem to have solved a lot of problems against a really. I mean. We, we've talked about Utah in different ways, but that's still a really good Western Conference team, and the Nets killed him. Kyrie started 9 of 9. They inserted Jared Allen into the starting lineup, who had an absolute day. And we knew that, that was first of all, we knew that was coming. Okay, They were starting DeAndre Jordan as a formality. Um, Allen was finishing games, so we knew that was coming. It was nice to still see, though, because yeah, that's kind of part of what got Atkinson fired was when he wanted to move Allen in. And and there was the – Allen has been the most – despite seeing KD playing and Kyrie be playing and both of them being healthy, the brightest spot on this team for me has been Jared Allen because you know me over the last few years where I'm like, he plays well against inferior centers but can't play well against the good ones. And I, he owned Gobert last night, absolutely owned him on both ends of the floor, finishing strongly, showing some post moves – blocking him at the rim, which he's always been able to do, and complete change in the starting lineup, obviously with KD out, but Torian Prince starting, Bruce Brown starting, Joe Harris coming off the bench, Tyler Johnson getting minutes. It was like, okay, like we're switching some shit up, and there was a different level of intensity. So I felt good about that. They've got a back-to-back coming up with Philly and Memphis and then Oklahoma City before KD hopefully comes back. Four and four, it's a team with a new coach. It's a new roster. There's going to be some kinks to work out. It, it's still going to be a because, damn good team. I mean, we talked about the depth last week when we went through our NBA preview, and it was proven last night. It was. Yeah. It, it, we, we can. The Nets can afford to change some things up and know that they're putting in competent to above average players Levert had his best game of the year like I said Kyrie went nuts and you know KD's coming back unlike last year where you had a game like this and you said oh maybe we can be the five seed if we do this every night now it's yeah KD's coming back so that's good your Knicks were playing the Jazz tonight last time I checked they were down by 15 I don't know the score now because I've been coming here to do the pod with you what have your thoughts been on the Knicks I know your thoughts on Randall but they have played very well and you can't take anything away from them Quigley's look great uh the Knicks are winning right now 92 to 89 with seven minutes left in the fourth wow good for them yeah um I mean listen this team is is defensively I haven't seen them this good god in forever um, obviously that has to do with Thibodeau. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Knox, Quigley, who has looked great. RJ Barrett, who has looked great. Nilakina, when he plays, has looked pretty good. Um, and then Mitchell Robinson is just, I, I'm in love with him. And I've been in love with him since they picked him in the second round. I mean, everybody poo-pooed that pick. I loved it. I'm right. You're wrong. The only thing that needs to be Fix is Julius Randle. Um, maybe I need to have a chat with him about how he should be playing basketball, but, hey, that that might not be for me to say, right? 
hey man, if he's playing basketball the way he is right now, and prior to me coming in to do the pod with you, they were down 15. He wasn't having a great shooting night, but watching highlights against Atlanta and a couple of the other games, if he's going to shoot close to 40% from three, and he's going to make those pull-up shots when he has mismatches, you can hate it all you want. If he's playing that way, you're going to win some freaking ball games. Hey, if he can shoot 40% for th- from three the entire year, I'll eat my words and say give him a max contract. I'm not saying that you should love him, but I'm certainly saying that he's helping you win a lot of ball games. For sure. Might be winning a little too much. Is it too early to say I need, we need to tank? Oh, it's way too early for that, man. The, the fucking this is a team for you because you've tried to tank and you've been probably the most unsuccessful tanking team. Like that's because they you suck drafted at everything, including tanking. They can't even do that yeah. right. They win <laughs> the know. wrong games like, at the wrong time. Barrett's been great, but you don't have Ja and you don't have Zion. And goddamn, did you try to get one of those two? Like. You tried to tank to make sure you cleared space for Katie and Kyrie. They went across the bridge. That's no good. I don't I even care about the free agents. I've given I, up I on know. that. I'm I more know. into the draft picks. But this is where you ha- This is where we will argue tooth and nail. It is important to show that you are a competent franchise. Because if you constantly try to be a shit team... No team is building through the draft. You might get a good draft pick, but look at fucking New Orleans. Yeah, they got Zion, but they were also able to trade for Alonzo and Ingram. Like, you're not going to build through the draft. That's not how any great teams are built. You got to get free agents and have a young nucleus to come that that attracts those free agents. If you're you're a seven or eight seed, that's okay. I'm starting to lean towards you because my thing is we've tanked unsuccessfully enough to the point where, you know what, I'm going to enjoy these wins while they last and let the chips fall as they may if the Knicks are the number one overall pick than they are. Right. And you know what? The worst case scenario is you play a couple of home playoff games and your young core shows out and free agents are like, oh, my fucking God, like they're good. Like they're they're fun and Tips is a good good coach, a really damn good coach. So you you gotta like that. And who knows what the season's gonna bring. But for right now, early on, I think every game is worth watching as a fan. Don't you agree? Listen, I have been watching them. Uh, this is the first game that I've missed uh, due to the pod, and they might get another W out there. I'm not even gonna watch the game as a good luck charm because once I turn it on, they'll start to lose. There you go. Hey, you're, that's what makes you a good fan. It is fun, by the way, man. So this is my first year having League Pass. So obviously living in Connecticut, I got Yes and I got MSG. Oh, wow. You sprung for the League Pass, huh? I had to. This isn't the kind of year I'm going to miss Nets games. So, Well, there's other ways to get it, trust me. I'm sure. But you it's listen, I, I don't know if I'm talking out of school here, but you could have gotten... You know, I know you got relatives that live in the area. You could have gotten their password and used the Fox Sports Go app for free. Bro, no, no, you can't. So listen to this shit. So I have tried that. The fucking technology is too smart, and they know where you're at. Oh, they do the location, huh? Yes. So even if you turn it off, so that's like you hear all those commercials. It makes you turn it off, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, so like ExpressVPN and all those things. There's a reason those things are popular. 
Because even in a completely different location, they're going to be like, oh, you're trying to log in with your Roku or your, you know, smart TV or whatever. It's like, we know where you're fucking at. Jeez. Well, that's how I got my Yankees this year, so... I mean, listen, uh, it sounds like you're going to have to get uh, MLB extra innings, too. We've got MLB TV, man. Just just log in with us. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll hook you up once we're, oh once, my we're God. once baseball season starts. But, but don't you need the extra innings package to watch the out-of-market game, which is going to cost you around $200 a month? We have MLB.TV, and by we, I mean I don't mean me. My two friends, one's a Yankee fan and one's an Orioles that fan. That works? Or- poor guy and it works because they're down here so they they get it i thought you had to get extra innings how is league pass treating you i've done the sunday ticket once and you know as one of those extra packages and you know you could go to the quad box and watch red zone in three games at once and all that shit to be honest it was too much yeah because i justified it by i literally did not leave my house for 17 sundays in a row because i was like i fucking paid for this shit i'm watching every second of every game oh man there is no question about it that starting football season in 2021 i will be doing that um (laughs) and that's fine uh some of those days are way too hot to fucking go out anyway um fuck off I know. You're saying that now, but in October when it's a beautiful fall day there and you and your girlfriend are doing another haunted house, I'm going to be like, it's 95 degrees. I can't go outside. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I will be doing that and I will suffer through it. So, Leap Pass, honestly, has been good. I haven't really fucked around with it too much. I've used it to watch my nets. They've been on NBA NBA TV a lot, so... Part of the NBA app is it's twofold. One, you put in your TV provider. So I use my parents because they have the NBA channel. So that'll get you NBA TV. Mm. Then League Pass, you have you have to sign in for the account you created, and that will get you all of the games that are out of market. So I was watching the Knicks and Jazz tonight before we did our pod. It was the first time I got to throw the Knicks on. Because obviously up in Connecticut, I had MSG, yes, ESPN, Everything TNT, you need, yeah. Everything. So now it, it's a different world, so you got to kind of splurge. And I'm like, of course, like, of all those terrible seasons of the Nets that I watched on, yes, for, you know, not for free, but with a cable subscription, now they're great, and I've got to shell out a couple hundred bucks to make yeah. sure I can watch them every night, right? Every time I think about moving away, that's like... Aside from uh, missing my family, I'll just say that just to keep myself in good graces. That's usually good one of my call. top five things I think about is like, shit, I'm going to have to pay so much money to watch my teams. Yeah, man. I mean, think it's... about it. To, to watch – we're not even talking college sports here because I wouldn't shell it out to get whatever package you need to watch St. John's. and I don't think you'd do it for uh, Bama and or UConn either. But uh, you'll just watch them on national TV. But for the three major sports that we enjoy alone, you're paying damn near $1,000 a year. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think each of them, I think the, the Sunday ticket's three, League Pass is two, and MLB is two. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's bullshit, and they'll kill you, and it just goes to show what fucking junkies we are. Um, but the perks are is you don't only get your team, but you get all the other games. Yeah. Which, in the other way, you know, you got maybe MLB Network or NBA TV or NFL Network, but especially with the NFL, if you don't have Red Zone, which is what I had, and other stuff you're not you're you're you have no chance to watch the other games and i probably wasn't nearly as interested in watching other nba games but now i'm like oh good like i get espn and tnt Mm -hmm. you might as well watch as much as you can maybe you can keep up with me on the league i don't know Knicks are up 107.98 with a minute 41 to go. You're going to win another fucking game, man. Good for you. You're yeah, five, five and three, baby. Good for you. And well Utah. above what 500. A, what a bad two-game back-to-back for Utah, getting killed by 34 by the Nets and then losing to the Knicks. And, hey, this is a great win because in past Knicks years, in my opinion, this is where you lay down and Utah eats. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to ask you because I told you Kyrie Irving is my was my favorite player in the league till he went a little wonky. Who's your favorite basketball player growing up? That's a good question. I probably kid because mm. I watched him the most, and I just loved how he played. Nash was a close second. I also I, I absolutely love McGrady. Okay. How about so you had Kyrie, but that was later on. Mm, when that you was were like my kid. adult life. My favorite yeah, basketball yeah. player of all time, and it also has to do with the fact that I think I said this on the pod before. When I watched television, when I was a child, I literally watched nonstop, even the the weird programming like Center Stage, the Yes Network. I watched. Every single Yankees game and every single Brooklyn Nets game. I switched over to the Knicks probably freshman year of high school, whatever. I was still a kid at the time. I was an idiot being a Nets fan. I grew up. Um, Yeah, because the Knicks have served you really well. (laughs) So my favorite player was Vince Carter. Ever. Man, it it is so funny. So I made this comp, and I want to hear what you you have to say to this, because this actually segues me into a pretty interesting conversation that we may not have had on the pod but fuck it let's do it so vince carter was also one of my favorites and i loved when the nets traded for him but let's remember after the nets traded for him uh kmart was already gone Kenyon martin so their big three right so it was kid martin and jefferson and those were the that was the trio that went to two straight finals and got their fucking dicks kicked in by the spurs and lakers but then they trade for Carter, and Carter was a malcontent in Toronto. He wasn't playing hard. He was hardly yeah. playing. There was a lot of questions. This was way before social media and podcasts and all that. And it was like, is he done? Is he hurt? Turns is around and averages 28 on the Nets immediately. Right, right. And he forced his way out of there. And if you remember that trade, they got fucking nothing for him, yeah. which is terrible for how much of a – uh, franchise cornerstone he was which got me thinking about Harden is Houston in the same predicament with Harden and is he kind of like I'm going to get out of shape and I'm going to still do 44 and 17 on any given night even though I look like fucking Kimbo Slice and I'm not doing anything All right, and dude. then he's going to go to I know man I know RIP <laughs> and then go to another team and fucking ball out because I finally want to be somewhere else. Did that get you thinking to any of that? Because it sure as shit made me think that way. It did, but it's it's different situations because 
I think one, I mean, they were probably there about the same amount of time, right? But I, I think, think Harden's been there slightly longer. I think Carter was there for like five years. Well, first of all, yeah. Harden's brought that team damn near to the precipice multiple right. times. They've had way more success with Harden than the Raptors ever even imagined with Carter. I think the highlight of the Vince Carter era in Toronto was missing a game winner uh, against the 76ers the year that the Sixers, in the second round, not even in the conference finals, in the second round, the year that the Sixers went on to get uh, killed by the Lakers, uh, the Allen Iverson's MVP season. Um, and, and at least the Rockets have been in a conference finals and hanging around, whereas the Raptors didn't even make it to a conference finals. With that being said... It is similar to the to the sabotage point, although Harden's been still putting up numbers. But I think that the return that the Rockets get, as long as they play this right, is going to be much better than whatever the Nets gave up. I hope you're right for Houston's sake, because it may not be what they can control. It might simply be what Harden makes them control. I mean, a lo- he wants to go to the Sixers. Ben Simmons alone obviously a proven player in this league already is 10,000 times better than whatever. I don't even remember the package for Vince Carter. All I remember is that Vince Carter got traded. It was Allen Williams, Aaron Williams. And yeah, by the way, no need to be like, Oh right. Yeah. They weren't relevant. And I think Alonzo mornings corpse and like a, a first and a second. Terrible. Yeah. Well, morning. What was that? An O four. Yeah, it was it was morning the 04, found his 05 way back. Season. Morning found his way back to the Miami Heat and won a title in 06. Yeah, amazingly, how he didn't want to be on a bad Toronto team. Yeah, but hey, I, I listen. He was my favorite player. Uh, I see your comp, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad for Houston. But hey, Toronto turned around and got a title, right? Absolutely. And another example is. Um, what the Sixers got for Iverson. Not much. And, and again, a, a star on that team who had worn out his welcome. So yeah. that was the only thing that got me pondering. I'm not saying they're the same, but it certainly was like, hmm, maybe Houston has very little to no leverage here, and they're going to have to settle for like a package of like the Sixers saying, we're not even going to give you Simmons. We're going to give you Tobias Harris and Seth Curry and like – Two first. Mm, the Rockets are two and four to start. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either, man. Hey, one thing that we've waited the whole pod to do, and I need to get your take on this. Kanye, Kim, they're done. <laughs> Kim's saying I'm over it. Is it confirmed? Uh, I, it, I, it, it, she called for a divorce. So I mean, it's, Kanye. I mean, she's asking for it. So Best thing for Kanye. Yeah. Best thing for Ye. Get himself in the right mindset. Let's not be a deadbeat dad, Kanye. You know, be there for your children. Four kids. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the best thing for the kids, but for just looking at my guy Kanye alone, nothing good has come of these of these Kardashians when it comes to the men on the other side. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're bad people, whatever. But just look at the look at the history. Oh, the track record is poor. Um, yeah. Kanye is one of the goats. 
Uh, I mean, he called Chris Jenner Chris Jung Un. <laughs> that he did. Uh, I don't know if you heard him on Rogan's pod like three months ago, but I was like, oh my God. He's lost it. Oh, he's out, absolutely out of his mind, but he churns out masterpiece after masterpiece, and he's obviously, he's in my rush, my Mount Rushmore uh, of rapper of rappers. and Absolutely. He, 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 he is, everything he does, like, he spits fire every single time he goes on the mic, but I don't know what the fuck he's into. He wants to run for president. He, he's found religion. And Kim and all of the Kardashians, yeah, you should have heard it. When you, sing, when you hear the song Ecstasy, that should tell you all you need to know. Yes. Another rapper I have to mention um, capped off 2020 as the worst year ever. MF Doom died. And I don't know if you ever listen to him, but I'm a big MF Doom fan. R.I.P. I have not. You should. Okay. Well, I have to now. He's uh, from New York, so you should be a fan. Okay. I definitely will listen now. Anything else going on in your life? Uh, interesting. No, I mean, like I said before on the pod, I'm moving in. Now it's it's still Saturday, so now that's three days away as opposed Ooh. to a week away. And Here it comes. Here it comes, man. Um, other than that, everything's good here. Uh, done a few interviews. Um, good to hear. Everything, everything feels good. And, yeah, um, definitely kind of one of those deals where you're just like – you feel settled, you, you kind of miss back from where you're from and, and the people that you were used to seeing on a You'll regular basis, but you but you know you're coming back and you know all of them you're still in touch with, including yourself, so it's all good. Um, obviously, you, you hope and pray for everything going on in D.C. right now. Um, what do you got going on? Nothing, man. I'm still bone dry on television shows. Um I picked up a video game that I, I, I dusted it off, Mafia 3, um, one of my favorite video games. My favorite video game of all time was Mafia 2 for PS3 or really? Xbox 360. Yes, I'm big into the single-player story mode games, the GTAs, LA Noir. Mafia, fa- Mafia 2 is my favorite. Mafia 3, I'm fully addicted. Um, there's not really much to do, so I have just been playing that completely nonstop. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't um, think that anybody would. I, I'm sure a lot of people are trying to get into those kinds of games. Yes, I still do not have a PS5. Um, I haven't even tried to buy it. I will probably wait. Um, How much is it going for right now? I don't even know. Well, I, retail, I believe it's three ninety nine to four ninety nine, depending on the model you get. Um, resale. Anywhere between a thousand and twelve hundred, and I'm sorry, I'm not paying. God damn! No, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I mean, that's I, ridiculous. Have I paid that for a pair of sneakers? No comment. No comment. But, I mean, you you got your thing. You're willing to draw the line. You know, you're not going to pay that for gaming systems. But, but the fresh only ass thing sneakers, is, okay. when, you, when you get a pair of sneakers, uh, unless they re-release them, which absolutely breaks my heart. Oh, Nick's one. 112 to 100. Nice. Six and four, ba- or uh, five, five and three, three rather. Yeah, no, yeah there don't you get go. Ahead of it. Um, it's one game. But the thing is, I know, I know that obviously Sony is going to make a trillion more of these by next year, and they're going to be on sale at some point within the next 12 months. So I'll just sit and wait. There you go. I, I think that's fair. And you can also, like, upload every current game that's made for that onto the old one, right? 
yeah, they're not making games exclusive to that to that system yet. Beautiful. Uh, but probably two years from now they will, and I'll have one by then. There you go. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, PS4 we, is fine for me. I, I, I'm sure it's fine for pretty much everybody. I'm going to get an Xbox One. I had that back in Connecticut, and it was more than fine. You could upload all the NBA 2K games. You're and... not going to get the, the Series S? Probably not. Bro, they're not. Honestly, if I were you and you're an Xbox guy, I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm not even either of them. Like, we have a Switch, and I've been playing a lot of, like, Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and shit like that. I'm not a big gamer, but I love 2K, and people are like, it really sucks on the Switch. So that's kind of the only thing that turned me off from that. I definitely believe that. Let me look up the prices. Xbox. This is great podcasting. Oh, it's fantastic. So hey, got, we're, we're answering a lot of people's questions right now. The Series S is not that much more than, than an Xbox One. Like what? right now at Target, an Xbox One, it comes with a game that you're never going to play, so who cares about that, is $299. The yep. Xbox Series X is only $399. Or Series oh. S. Series S. The yeah. Series X is a bigger one with a one terabyte um solid state drive and it has um 8k capability and yeah i don't give a shit about any of that i don't even know what a lot of that means well the storage is bigger and the definition is higher but i can guarantee you don't have an 8k tv because they don't sell them i don't think at this point nor (laughs) is 8k apps this is a crazy part 8k is not actually um, the human eye is not able to see in 8K. The highest it goes is like 4 point something K. So oh, good. It's bullshit. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Glad so, they're making it. <laughs> so um, that's like when you get a supercar and it's like, all right, you still got to drive at the speed limit, asshole. Right. Yeah. I, I want to drive in the fucking sky. Yeah. I No, thanks. Um, but Series that is S is the move, a- my friend. That that is good to know. That's only a hundred dollar difference. Yeah, yeah. I, I could I could definitely swing that. I really only use it because I like having. Right now, I got the Switch with cable and the Roku, and for the two TV setup. And really, I don't want more. Like, if I could use the Xbox and then have the Roku in my room to stream shit, that would be fine that's with me. My, that's my exact setup. I have my PS4 on the big TV in the living room, and then in my bedroom I got the Roku. That's it. I, I'm I'm officially a cord cutter. My man. I love it. Yeah, I, I think with all of the people's info that I've posted <laughs> over the last year. Same. With, my secretary has been huge on that. Oh, yeah. Shout and out to for, them for getting the most expensive cable package you can hey, have. Full disclosure, props to your secretary and my parents for providing me with every single app that I need for cable info. <laughs> oh, man. I hope that somebody, <laughs> I hope whatever, the federal whatever doesn't hear this. Uh, well, they should, make, they got, they got they should make better algorithms. There. And by the way, no, they shouldn't. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's pretty much it for me, man. I'm sure you're excited here, about bro. the national title game if it ever gets played. Yeah, I am. And uh, we can talk about that. And I'm really excited for three games each day. I know I'm moving Saturday, but I'm hoping to watch each of them. And hey, quick sidebar, UConn beat Marquette last night. There you go. I don't know what it, I don't know what it means, but that's a really good win. And they play Butler Saturday. And I felt really good about 
I did watch that whole game, and I felt really good about what UConn did to the number eight team. Again, I'm not going to go nuts like I would in a normal year. I don't know what any of it means, but I certainly feel good about Hurley and the program he's built. Hey, man, that's good stuff. Listen, St. John's continues to be completely mediocre. There you go. But, I mean, heck. But the next one again. The next one again. I'm more focused on the pro sports right now. And listen, it shouldn't. You said that you went down there with basically just the shirt on your back, so it shouldn't be that much to move. No, I have like I'm literally doing this podcast right now, and I'm looking at two bins, two boxes, a duffel bag, a backpack, and a suitcase. That's it, man. That's that's an hour and a half tops, including driving. Better be. All right, man. Well, good luck with your move. Hopefully, this will be Thanks, the last man. one for for a while. Um, and, and stay safe down there. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, stay safe up there as well. And we got a lot of sports to talk about next time we speak as well. And everybody, please stay safe. And as we transition to the next presidency, let's just hope to God that we can restore a little bit of sanctity in this country because uh, it, it would be a welcome change. Right, man? Yes, sir. Everybody keep your heads up and go Knicks. Go Knicks.